David. <laughs> David. It's uh, it's uh, UCAP Daily 384 Bravo. 384 385. Four. I, I looked it up. I thought we'd done a five already. No, no, no. Five was the long one. Four was the uh, was the dailies. Uh, I know this is a, we regularly get confused by this, but I looked it up this time. Three eight four Bravo, and it's uh, it's day one here at AirVenture twenty fifteen, and uh, David and I are standing out here with our friend James Winbrand. Hi, James. How you doing? Great, great. So it's the end of day one, and uh, a lot of fun things happened today. First of all, it was a beautiful day. Um, Only day one. Oh yeah, I know. Only day one, um, but uh, it was a beautiful day. A lot, of big, good crowd. A lot of people here. Uh, uh, they're they're already running the record levels. Uh, gates, advanced sales, airplanes on the field. Uh, there, they were yesterday. They were up over a thousand arrivals from last year. Really, that's terrific. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you, yeah, David, you probably didn't get out very much, but James, you probably got out a little bit. What did you think about wandering around the grounds? Well, I didn't wander around the grounds that much today, but over the past couple of days, when I felt like I was about to pass out or something, I would get on the scooter and go tool around. I found myself invariably in front of the B-52, staring at that beast. It's just incredible. That's quite an airplane, isn't it? Yeah, I know, huh? So, uh, but speaking of another big airplane, and I confess that, that you know, I'm, I'm long-time listeners know that I'm not a huge fan of Airbus, but this Airbus 350 did some flybys today. Did either of you see this? XWB. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's some, some, what makes it special? What does that mean? Do you know? Extra wide body. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, well, yeah, because it looks like a big airplane. And I wasn't up on the flight line. I was back in Camp Scholler when I was watching this thing. All right, and even from back there, it looked like a big airplane. And he was flying, or he or she, whoever was piloting this thing, was flying this airplane. I mean, doing this kind, the kind of, uh, of, of you know, show plane flybys that we see here with the, the sharp pull-ups and the, you know, the Great. 270 turns back to the, to the uh, runway line. And uh, it, it, in my eye, it just not 270. What it's sort of a what? What do you guys call an instrument? An instrument turns that turn. 180. Well, it's it's ultimately a 180, but you do a 90 to the right and then a 270 to the left. It's got a name when you. It's it's some sort of holding pattern entry, isn't it? Uh, well, you're talking about a parallel entry maybe or what? A procedure turn. Yeah, maybe I am. I don't know. All I know is it was pulling. It was it was yanking and banking. This this 350 right. was, and it was very impressive. So now uh, I'm jealous. You got to see it and I didn't. Yeah, well. I, and I don't know how long it's here. How, someone told me that it leaves tomorrow. Could that be true? Uh, yeah. Well, remember uh, a few years ago when the uh, Boeing 787 came here, it was only here for a couple of days mm-hmm. yeah. uh, because it was a test airplane, as is this uh, Airbus that's here. It's part of their flight test program. Um, I have to say, you know, I came in commercially and we landed in Chicago en route to the next connecting flight to Appleton, and the 350 was landing as we were taxing, and so I did see it there, but I wasn't doing any sort of pull-ups there as it was coming in. Yeah, it was fun to watch it fly. I, I was impressed, uh, so I uh, give credit where credit is due. Yeah, they have to land someplace to clear customs, and uh, so Chicago or Milwaukee, is a, Chicago is a favorite place for them. And that was Friday, so it's been in the area for a few days. Uh-huh. Yeah. What else has been going on today? Um, I, I, the mosquito was supposed to have arrived today, and I went out at the appointed time and never ended up seeing it. Have you heard anything about whether the uh, mosquito... Or, uh, I confess I have not. What I've been hearing all about for the last couple of days is the uh, home-built uh, Spitfire, Spitfire Mark 9. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and saw some aerials that will be on the website, I'm sure, if not in the morning and the day after. 
uh, extraordinary piece of work. I think we talked about it a little bit with Charlie. We did, yeah. Uh, but uh, the Mosquito is the second most interested. Uh, the airplane was the second most interested in coming here because uh, I believe it may be the only one. I th- only airworthy one, I think, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So yeah, They're very rare. I mean, uh, that's an airplane that was made out of uh, molded, layered plywood. Uh, very little metal in it, mm-hmm. and because of that, it was easier to repair and harder to damage in air combat. And twin engine, uh, Rolls Royce, counter rotating, really fast. maneuverable, very fast. Very fast. David, is that the, that's not the airplane you flew, is it? What? No. That's a red, white, and blue sort of flag uh, colored. Uh, it looks like a just aircraft, is it not? got big tires and it is going slow. Yeah, that's could be, but it's not the. Uh, it's not the one you flew. Well, it's not the uh, the uh, super super stole. Super duper yeah, stole that you flew, right? Wrong yeah. landing gear. Ah, okay. All right. The super stole is very distinctive by this articulated landing gear system that it has with a 22-inch piston strokes on each yeah. leg. Another uh, tail dragger taking off. Uh, we're we're standing here looking out on the uh, north-south runway. These airplanes are taking off towards the north. But as the procedure requires, making a right I think turn. The pilots would call that runway three six. Yes, um, and they're making a right turn to the uh, east, approximately a beam the tower, which is what they're supposed to do. So uh, we're just yeah, watching. The air show just ended uh, about 20 minutes ago, and there's uh, still a huge crowd on the grounds because the uh, country music star Dirks Bentley is tonight's uh, opening day concert, and stage is all set up on. Let me get it right. Boeing Plaza. Boeing Plaza. Uh, and uh, there'll be there'll be quite a mob there. I've seen people coming in, like those folks right there. I see them all carrying their chairs. Yep, yep. It's uh, uh, some of them have slipped back to their campsites and uh, and rested a little bit. And now they're going to get a good spot to listen to the music. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Dirks is uh, a Cirrus owner who's uh, committed to using his aircraft to getting around to concerts. And actually, they had an event uh, Cirrus did at the museum last night, and Dirks performed there for the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw what I believe was the Cirrus jet out on the ramp today. Um, they were towing around. It had funny markings. They were calling it like the uh, d- dude plane or something like that. Does this ring any bells to anybody? I saw something about the dude plane. I have no idea what that's about. Yeah, but, but I, I'm pretty sure that's... It, it certainly is a Cirrus jet mm-hmm. because it has all kinds of Cirrus markings on it. Um, the thing that struck me about it is it, it's a bigger airplane than I was expecting. I mean, taller, high, you know, uh, just higher off. The, the, the shape of the fuselage it was bigger off the ground than I than I expected. That was interesting. Well, sometimes, I mean, we've been seeing the mock-up sitting in their display for a few years, and it probably does not sit as high off of the ground in its mm-hmm. mock-up form yeah, as when be. you actually see the thing out there in the open. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of the uh, illusion yeah. that's created and, by the mock-up. And like any, almost any aircraft, development program the uh, the whole uh, shape and size and stance has changed a little bit the way the engines mounted all evolved through right. the flight test program and and now it looks like we're getting close to uh, making history with the first single engine personal or business jet certificated certificate it's been tried oh I remember 1981, Alan Paulson at Gulfstream was talking about a single-engine jet, uh, Peregrine, I think they called it. Mm. And uh, they had a 
they worked on a prototype, but it never went anywhere. Mm-hmm. And this is, I'm sorry, I just have to interrupt you. Something, this is, something's going on out here because these are all tail draggers. Is this that Alaskan short, short takeoff right. thing? The Valdez, yeah, yeah, the okay. Valdez competition. Yeah, okay, that's what this is. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But one of the things that they've changed here is it. Some of this kind of flying entertainment continues after the air show. Right. Especially on nights when there's a night activity, like the concert or the night air show. Or and and uh, that's something that uh, Jack Felton was telling us about, that uh, they've tried to increase the mix, make it more diverse, and and have more flying activity through the day than they uh, usually did or used to. And having the... Uh, they did some stole competition down at uh, the... Uh, Fun flying zone, as they now call the farm, and uh, I believe today. Mm-hmm. And these guys are demonstrating what that contest is about. Yeah, yeah. Um, one bit of podcast business here uh, for listeners who are in the area and and listening to this in time. Uh, reminder that we're having the uh, UCAP listener tie down party on Thursday evening here at the uh, grounds. All right. Uh, we'll be at the normal's place we've been for years uh, out on the lawn uh, just outside of the uh, northwest gate, uh, pedestrian gate uh, near the uh, Super Eight and Friar Tucks restaurant. And uh, we'll be out there as usual with some some beverage both adult and soft and some uh, some junky snack foods cheesy poofs Jeb you're listening all right <laughs> and uh, and uh, and some good conversation and friends and 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 occasionally music I don't know who knows gonna... what might happen when uh, crazy so if... podcasters and their listeners gather and we'll be watching the airplanes taking off or arriving on nine or two seven whichever it is and uh, um, it's always a fun evening so if you're in town I uh, no no I know which air runway is which I just don't know which one they're going to be using right. that night. nine two seven yeah. whichever way they're going yeah right exactly that. right okay um, so if you're in town come on by after six o'clock uh right out there just uh you know n- n- no worries don't bring anything just bring yourself and be ready to have a good time that's on uh, thursday night yeah, here's James. something you'll enjoy as a techie kind of guy so adsb still confusion reigns mm-hmm. so avidine is in their display having a genius counter Really? So <laughs> you go in there, you bring a picture of your aircraft panel, and they're experts, one-on-one consultation. They'll talk avidine, non-avidine, talk all of the options, and when it's all said and done, give you a printout of their recommendation of what you should do. That sounds very smart to me. That could really work for them. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. And Dan, they're, they're prepared to recommend equipment other than their own, well, that's what depending I mean. yeah. what's in your staff. No, that's very, very smart of them. That could really work in their favor, ultimately, but uh, and, and could be a great resource for pilots. Yeah. Very much so, and Dan acknowledged that they called it the genius counter because Apple has copyrighted genius bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have we seen? Uh, James, by the time people listen to this, tomorrow's paper will be out, so maybe you can talk about some of the things you, you saw today and maybe well, something you wrote about? I wrote about a couple of diesel engine proje- uh, products and projects. Uh, Superior Air Parts, which announced their Gemini line at Sun and Fun, uh, announced today that Legend Cub is going to be offering that, the 100 horsepower variant, as an option. Uh, not exactly sure when it'll be available. They hope to have the first installation uh, as a prototype this fall and have one flying by sun and fun then uh, eps uh, which is based here in wisconsin announced that they've have their complete 45 million dollar funding they've spent about half and i didn't realize that they had had the first flight in may dick rutan flew an stc cirrus 22 
with this diesel that will be in the 320 to 450 horsepower range. So mm. they're jumping right ahead to the, the big plane projects that they could be uh, kind of retrofitted in. And they're also talking to OEMs. Mm-hmm. Very cool. David, what's the big story tomorrow in the newspaper? Well, I've got a story uh, in tomorrow's uh, Air Venture today, and it'll probably be online tonight. Uh, but uh, yesterday evening, the folks from uh, Just Aircraft in South Carolina put me in the left seat of their uh, Super Stole XL mm-hmm. and uh, went out with their uh, demo pilot, Harrison Smith, and we spent about a half hour, 35 minutes southwest of here. Uh, playing around, having some fun, learning what it handles like, stalls like. Uh, this it is a, quite a different airplane in some ways than the original Super Stall, in that it has a uh, UL-powered 520i, as in India, uh, six-cylinder engine. Now, most of us, when we think of 520s, big bores, and six cylinders, we think of 250, 300 horsepower. This is just 180 horsepower, so the engine's really not working that hard. Uh, but it comes off the ground at a deck angle that on the early engines would rob the oil pickup of oil to sump through. Mm-hmm. Because at the deck angle it was going, there was no oil up there where uh, the pickup okay. is. Yep. Yep. Uh, subsequent engines are being delivered with a flop tube on the oil pickup so that that tube chases wherever the oil is. But wonderful performer. It's three and a half feet longer than the original. Uh, uh, still got those uh, 29-inch tires and the big articulating gear. But uh, still handles like a small airplane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what, a, what a terrible evening to have to go flying around the Wisconsin countryside. Uh, it was a beautiful evening. It was lovely last night. Uh, our photographer, Mariano Rosales, got uh, some, uh, some great shots uh, it was nice seeing the uh, south end of the airport from uh, from the air. We did several passes over the uh, fun zone runway before we finally touched down for good. Hated to see it end, but yeah. had to go write the story. Yeah, I know. James? Well, speaking of fun flying, I don't know if you've gotten to this yet, but uh, seven years ago, Icon came here and unveiled their A5 planned amphibious LSA. This year they're here. This morning they gave one to EAA, but... Yesterday, I don't know if this was uh, after you talked to Jack Pelton, but he came in and he got a a demo from Kirk Hawkins, CEO and and co-founder of Icon, and he came in to AVT and gave us a pilot report, and he still had this glow on his face, said it exceeded expectations, Mm -hmm. couldn't believe that they couldn't get it to stall uh, just great on the water, wonderful fun to fly, and that really is a great thing to hear after all the effort gone into it. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a long road yes. for that program. That that's, it, that's available online on AirVenture today, too. Yeah, so, yeah, so. Um, I had a, uh, a really heartwarming moment just, just about 45 minutes ago when I was wandering over here. Um, I saw Tom Pobrezny on the grounds. That's correct. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, I, Sharon and uh, their daughter, yeah, uh, Leslie, I, they're all here. I, I, I've been under the impression, and I actually went and checked, and, and, I, and I was more or less correct that Tom has been very, very absent for a few years now. Um, he apparently was here a bit last year, not so much on the grounds, but attending some of the functions last year is what I'm told. Um, but uh, he he's was right out there at the very edge of, uh, of Boeing Plaza, and uh, the reason I re- saw him is because he's riding Red 3 around, just like the old days. 
back, Tom. Yeah. Welcome to. We so, love to yeah. see you Good here. Good to see him on the ground. It really was. And he was out there. He was talking to a couple of the, I forget who it was, maybe some of the Garmin guys. And, and he was like, just tic- I posted a picture on Twitter. And he's like waving his arms, gesticulating, telling, making some point to these guys and, and, and seemed to be just enjoying himself. And, uh, and uh, it really was ple- pleasant, uh, a pleasure to see him back on the grounds. So here we go. One year we got Bert and Tom back at the, back at the show. Great. That's really, yeah, really saw, great. Uh, saw Bert Rutan come into the airspace. Uh, one of the tiny number of beach starships still flying. Yeah, what, like one, right? Or is that, no, not many. actually, I think there's four. Four? Uh, oh, okay. Three here in the U.S. and one overseas. And uh, uh, Beach was unsuccessful in all their attempts to buy them back and chop them up. Yeah. So, so yet another great year in terms of, of EAA returning to its its roots and, and, you know, it's what I consider its its golden age. So I'm oh, yeah. very, very pleased. Very, very pleasing. Um, well, this is the 40th anniversary of Burt's uh, easy very easy design yep. and uh, so that's part of the uh, yep. one of the commemorations here we had uh, a whole slew if that's a number of air coops flying in the uh, I heard about that but didn't earlier. see it yeah okay that was more uh, than 70 I believe really yes wow yeah they the 75th they anniversary uh, uh, I'm not sure all of them made it in but yeah. they're down in vintage uh, and three of them had rudder together. pedals Oh, <laughs> I think most all of them have rudder pedals these days. These but days. Uh, yeah, okay, that was that must have been cool though. See all that many aircrafts. So they must be all parked together someplace here. Yes. That that would be a sight to see. Oh, uh, yeah. I think yeah. down by vintage. Yeah, okay, we'll have to go check that out. So uh, what else? Uh, um, Always interesting human stories. Uh, met a, a gentleman who came in for the second year in a row. He flew over uh, last year from Oxford in his KR two home built, but he got delayed and made it here five minutes before they closed the airspace for the air show on the last day of the show. So he's been on this round the world trip and then he sort of was flying all over the U.S. and in fact had planned to be in Alaska right about now, but since he wasn't said, well, Oshkosh is going on again, I should go back there. So had a chance to get his story really fascinating about the trip over, about what he's been doing, and the ambivalence with this project. He's been obsessed with this for eight years, and, you know, you would like to say it's everything's great and all, but his take was, if I don't finish this trip, I'll feel that I wasted the last eight or ten years of my life. So very interesting in a way. Very it's, cool. it's like, you know, this is a dream we all have, but when you're chasing it, you know, he said that that thought hanging over his head makes it not always fun. That's a fine line between dream and obsession. That's right. Yeah. Speaking of, oh, too many segues, too many segues. Speaking of dreams and obsessions, speaking of human stories about thrill and daring, mm-hmm. uh, our pal Jeb will be launching first thing tomorrow morning, so he God claims. Speed Jeb. Yeah. And uh, will he be. Hopefully, ar- turning the key before noon. Yeah, well, he better if he's going to make the arrival he, he says he's going to make. He, he's, he's shooting to arrive before the uh, air show tomorrow. Um, well, really? Yeah. Wow. And so. Uh, he's going to take off at what? 3 a.m.? Yeah, I, it seems unlikely to me, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's going to hedge travel here tomorrow, and uh, and he should be here some. And so we he should be with us for the daily tomorrow, and uh, that'll be fun. We'll be welcome him to town. And finally, be around and, for Thursday night, and and he'll be around for Thursday night, and uh, and and I'm and I'm guessing he's going to stay a little longer than he originally planned, but we'll see how that works. So we've invited him over to Camp Bacon. I'm staying in Camp Bacon over in Camp Scholar. I have to say, going back to Camp Scholar after so many years, I, I was a little little reluctant you know because mm-hmm. 
because uh, you're getting used to my creature comforts. But uh, it's been a real pleasure to go back to uh, Camp Scholar in general, and the folks at Camp Bacon have just welcomed me with open arms. So uh, a big shout out to those guys for and, folks, not just guys. And you um, tell me it's a little more civilized than we might expect of the camping out experience. Well, it's certainly civilized for the people who are in motorhomes and hard-sided trailers and things. I'm in my little pop-up tent, you know, so uh, it's, a, it's a little more of an adventure, but uh, it's actually been perfectly comfortable, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm very happy. And, Were you here for the storm? I was here for the storm. Tell us about that. Well, it, we, we talked about it on an earlier okay. episode, but I will tell you that it was, it was quite exciting. It was like, uh, you know, we woke up and lightning was flashing at, at 5.30 in the morning, which is kind of unusual. Wow. And on forecast, and so climbed out of my tent and looked at the sky, and there was one of these dramatic cloud wall structures that you see up out here in, for, from time to time, mm-hmm. which was all by itself pretty pretty sobering. But then it was because it was dawn, it was this orange, almost brimstone colored oh. thing. All right, and you know you look at this thing and go, oh man. And then we looked at the radar, and there's some deep red in the radar, uh. and we're going, oh, this is going to be exciting right here. So we were all racing around, tying things down and getting ready. And then I took shelter in one of the mo- motorhomes. And, Good uh, for you. Um, and I got away with just a few tents got beat up and things like that. But I got away with just some wetness in my tent, so I'm fine. But uh, I'm uh, beyond. Aside from that, it's been just a incredibly pleasant experience um, largely because the Camp Bacon pe- folks have been so welcoming nice. and and they've invited Jeb to come over there and he may actually take them up on it oh. so that that will be cool to uh, to uh, bring in camping gear oh yeah yeah right we've seen pictures he's he's been practicing putting up his tent right. next Excellent. to his pool staking <laughs> it down on the patio <laughs> yeah. so uh, he'll be here tomorrow sometime somehow some way so anyways uh, I guess that's probably enough uh, we're way beyond our allotted time here um, but uh, end of day one uh, at here at uh, AirVenture 2015 and uh, this is uh, you have uh, uncontrolled airspace daily 384 bravo bravo bravissimo we'll talk to you tomorrow